0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to recalibrating the scales I'm your host and chief executive resolutionist Normia Vasquez scales at your disposal of femininity versus masculinity. Trilogy, consummating the betrothed. She arose, the siren, descendant of Hestia, being chaste and undefiled, gracefully arose to an implosion evoked by an unbeknownst menage toit, sparked by the seductive solstice. Coupled with the still of wintry dawn alongside she, the recently betrothed, to self that is. Kundalini magnifying, swe- swelling, slicing into a pool of fluidity. Iridescent solar beams caressed her unspoiled flesh as polyrhythmic frequencies diffused the master sweet, engulfing her, replenishing her, revitalizing her from root. To crown igniting the climactic tertiary eye, now roused, ripe, plucked for the taking, consummating her newfound self and confirming her arrival and the gumption to bask in the sheer essence of unadulterated presence. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. In a prior episode, we dove into female empowerment by virtue of channeling feminine energy. Moreover, we'd explored the sentiments of others on the subject at hand. Masculine and feminine characteristics, what I refer to as male and female constitution, were also illustrated. So without further ado, let's delve into what makes a woman insatiable to men. Granted, we've embarked upon what fuels a woman's appeal Lure—that allure, that is, the saga continues. So let's proceed, my dearest listeners. Here's some thought, thought-provoking questions for you amid the episode. What does the recipe for an insatiable woman encompass? What hat do you wear? Do you don the garment of masculinity or, feminine, or femininity? And furthermore, does the modern siren prevail? So let's go ahead and let's see what, what, hear what others have to say about this thought-provoking, impregnating topic here. And actually, um, I'd like to start with a male point of view. So here are the words of the thought process for, bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. It's a gentleman um, that alludes to his experience uh, amid his travels. So let's begin. All right. Actually, just switching gears. Let's hear hear what um, the author for Are You Magnetically Attractive has to say. So five ways to be irresistibly desirable, and it's not what you think. You dress to kill, hair perfect, outfit hip and hot, yet as you step out into the world, you notice that you go unnoticed. You've heard all the savvy tips on how to to attract your maid and diligently practice them only to find or discover that even if you do get a date, they don't call you back for a second one. So you observe a quote-unquote plain-looking woman surrounded by attentive men and wondered what the heck do they see in her and why they're not bothering to give you any attention. So secretly, you would love to have more attention from your partner, never mind other people, but you can't stand the idea of having to wear sexy clothes or behave in ways that feel degrading in order to elicit desire. Deep inside, you want to be the one who turns heads, who clearly has enough interest from others, that you're the one who picks and chooses, not the other way around. So being magnetic is natural, yet something that begs to be claimed. So one of the most primal impulses that we have as human beings is the desire to connect with other, another human being. This isn't just a silly teenager behaving or a revelation of a lonely adult. It's a real and powerful mechanism of being a mammal. We are mammals, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the most important or most powerful impulses of mammals is to mate. It's an instinctual response to nature itself. Yet, we humans and our cousins, the bonobos, understand that there's also something more to coming together than the impulse to propagate the species. Interesting studies have revealed that all mammals, yes, us included, have what is called an open circuit nervous system. So this means that we're not islands, but interdependent. So we're completed by the presence of another mammal, especially one that had bonded with us. In fact, we're not able to function properly when we're isolated. So then it makes sense. If connection is so intrinsic to our survival that we would develop the ability to attract another person. Only now attraction has been made into a commodity. It's what you wear, how you do your makeup, what hairstyle you wear, what behaviors make you part of the tribe that determines your level of attractiveness, yet it doesn't work. It's false attraction. What we're doing is projecting the image of what we think is attractive versus actually being attractive. Take note, ladies and gentlemen. Keyword, being ladies. Ladies. Remember the scenario above where the plain woman is surrounded by men who barely notice your presence? You wonder what she had that you didn't, and you deemed yourself clearly more attractive than she was. What, what, what she has is magnetic attractiveness, the kind of attractiveness, attractiveness that isn't a result of behaviors, postures, or hip outfits. The kind of attractiveness that's embodied, that's confident, it's relaxed, is extremely irresistible, what I'm feeling right now, ladies and gentlemen. Irresistible. I'm literally swimming in a pool of being and feeling. Whereas false attraction draws to itself unwanted attention and undesirable people, magnetism pulls in what it's what 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 it matches through its powerful magnetic field. Being and feeling attractive are not a posture of behavior. It's a reflection of how we how we relate to ourselves. So how do we go about generating and maintaining magnetism? recognize that it's something that that you're naturally born with. All mammals have the ability to attract. Let go of false ideas about attraction and turn your attention towards what really matters, the quality of who you are. Begin to have a deeper relationship with your own magnetic current. Your current is your aliveness. It's the vibrant pulse that animates every cell in your being shaped by the condition of your psyche Therefore, examining your beliefs and definitions is essential to letting go of false attractiveness and igniting your true magnetic capacity. Explore if there's any part of you that is polarized. On one hand, you desire to be irresistibly desirable, and on the other, you fear what would happen if you do attract attention. Discover and cultivate more of what ignites you. No one is attracted to a person who is self-loathing, postured, or false and needy, yet a turned on, vibrant, self-adoring and fulfilled woman who's hard to ignore. Magnetism is fascinating. It adds color to our world and invites us to truly live from the truth that we do not have to do anything to attract anyone. This is very reminiscent of Rory Ray, actually, a relationship coach. When we live in a magnetic life, we relax and trust our natural ability to bring into our life everything we desire. By being relaxed and fulfilled, we become a fascinating mystery because so few of us actually live like this. It's the type of attractiveness that has longevity. We do not want to be like a cheap toy, bright and alluring initially, but unable to sustain interest for very long. We are our magnetic and remarkably fascinating creatures who deserve to play in the abundance of beautiful company that reflects back to us the deep worth we hold for ourselves. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, these are the words of actually Saida Esaletz. So let's continue. Let's delve further, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so here's... So how do guys fall in love when they kiss you? Here's another this is how to make a man miss you and fall in love with you, okay? And uh, actually, this is our male point of view. Jason um, is, is the author of this particular. Jason Fladian of Toronto. So, in in a nutshell, he alludes he's, he notes that love is a fickle thing that's hard to define, yet we all feel it, understand it, and need it. The problem is love cannot be controlled, but that doesn't mean you can't can't tip the scales in your favor, especially if you want a guy to fall in love with you. After all, there are no rules to follow if love is your ultimate goal. Interesting, interestingly enough, if you want a man to fall in love with you, he notes that it may be a good idea to consider using absence in your favor. The idea that being away from your from your man is actually good for your relationship may sound counterproductive. But the reality is that it often works. You'll learn how to use this tool, why it works, and why you need it in the first place. So why is it hard to keep guys interested? He says, it would be nice if there was a love potion that could ensure that love would last forever, like in the in the, in the romance movies, romantic films, chick flicks, my tree hugger movies, as I, I refer to them as. So he says, as much as he'd like to convey that this is possible for everyone, it's not the case. People do fall out of love. It isn't a guy thing either. It can happen to, to either gender. Um, there are some people who can be effective long-term partners, but there are others who simply aren't equipped to stay with one person. This happens for a lot of reasons. The first one is emotional ejection. One thing that seems to lead to a problem it deals with failing to connect emotionally. Again, these this is uh, these are his thoughts. So this kind of connection is hard to attain because it requires vulnerability, and it's not easy for some people to give into. The idea is to connect on an emotional level by having poignant conversations regarding deeper subjects, such as dreams, fears, failures, trust, or insecurities, to name a few. Attempting to draw these conversations out is challenging, so many partners give up, which is one thing that begins to hurt love. A real connection on an emotional level requires vulnerability, case in point. I agree with that, these are his thoughts. So he recommends cultivating the negative. The brain zone, or he he cites cultivating the negative. The thought processes, the brain zone chemistry might also lead to some men falling out of love. No one wants to demystify love, but there are a few chemicals involved when you fall in love And when you fall out of love, it's important that you understand how these chemicals can affect your lover if you want to find a way to fight back. The reality is that if only negative feelings are cultivated in the relationship, then you're going to be actively suppressing neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. And for those who are unaware, serotonin and dopamine are essential to feel good. Plus, they also do wonders for your partner's testosterone levels. If your lifestyle or relationship suppresses these important neurotransmitters, that feeling you call love might diminish. And voila, negative feelings encroach. Those negative feelings can begin to be unfairly unfairly associated with you, which could end up hurting this relationship. The solution being that you both have to work on making sure you offer each other some respite from stress. You have to work on having fun. Okay, so that's a recommendation. Working on having fun. Promoting positive feelings you can both share can be done in a number of ways. Um, he cites going to a fair or watching a movie, um, something a little more intimate that you both enjoy. These are just some suggestions, but to be as creative as virtually possible. And it has to be mutually enjoyable. Love is something that you have, that is a work in progress. It's not something... That just remains. So it does require ongoing and conscientious effort. Failing to cherish love and cultivate it in some of the ways just mentioned could make some men fall out of love. So does this mean it's all up to you? Know your man has to be involved and willing to go on this journey with you so that the love for each other grows. I think you should try to talk to him about some of these ideas so that you can both work on them. Keeping your man captivated or interested in is a challenge, according to the author, because we all have trouble communicating with each other because of chemical biology and because stress is hard to fight, okay? So, do you guys fall in love when they miss you? Distance or absence? Even if it's for a short period of time can be helpful tools for those who want to be successful. While there are no guarantees, this particular tool is an effective one that you cannot overlook. So value perception. When a guy says he misses you, what does he mean? And here his thoughts. Have you ever wondered why precious stones are more valuable than regular stones? It has nothing to do with the beauty of a stone, but rather the availability of the stone. Precious stones are valued more simply because they're not as valuable as regular stones you're going to have to use this natural instinct to to value rare things to understand why your absence can help your relationship. So what you're going to be doing is making your time and presence more precious to your man by leaving him for a moment. I know this is counterintuitive, but I do agree with this. In essence, you're using his natural instinct in your favor. As an aside, please know this is not game playing. This is not pretend. All of these suggestions should all be exercised from a, from a place of authenticity. I do not endorse, I do not promote uh, playing games, uh, the negative context, context of recess in any stretch of the imagination. Authenticity is key, is chief. So you, he says, you know, using your natural instinct in, in your favor. Keep in mind that he said, it's not something that only affects him, it's going to affect you mutually. All the time apart is going to make your reunion much more intense and passion passionate. As alluded to in prior episodes, oftentimes some degree of absence does make the heart grow fonder. But he doesn't recommend abusing or overusing it. Communication is crucial in any relationship, according to the author. I I, I also wholeheartedly agree. So valuable intimacy. The communication you're gonna have with your man while you're away is going to help intensify your love as well. The reason this happens deals with the limited amount of time you have to communicate. This means you'll have less time to discuss small things and you'll prioritize larger, deeper conversations. You're going to, to be allowing intimacy to grow at a higher rate, uh, at a rate that might not happen when you're together. Short conversations allow both of you to share the things you happy, you're happy to share. Not to, you know, only the good stuff allows you, you know, sharing only the good stuff allows you to be idolized. And it allows you to idolize your partner, which helps you intensify feelings for one another. Time spent together is great, but if, if it's continuous, then it may not feel so great after a period of time. Continuous time together can expose you to each other's issues, the kinds of things that can bother either him or you. So spending too much time with each other could become counter counterproductive. Being against uncertainty. People love certainty. And by people, we mean humanity in general. So this is not to say that every single person is like this, but most people want some level of certainty in their lives. So being in a situation that makes things feel uncertain can make most of us feel uneasy. All people want some level of certainty in their lives. You're going to be feeling a little uneasy about being away from one another, especially these vested Um, any length of time from one another, a substantial degree of time. The anxiety and uneasiness you both feel is something you don't want to feel much longer. So this is going to make both of you hunger for each other more than usual. The guy you're with is definitely going to feel that hunger, and it may help him strengthen his love for you. You should also remember that uncertainty can lead to fear, which is one of the strongest emotions people can feel. Fear of losing you because you aren't together can help feel his love and desire for you. So breaking it down this way may not sound too romantic, but it, but it really is if you think about it. Um, so the fear of losing you propels him to love you more. No one is telling you to flirt with others to make him fear losing you. Your absence and his own imagination will do all the work for you. However, you can see why making your man miss you is, is such a valuable tool. In your tool chest, he believes it can do wonders for a relationship. That is just beginning or commencing, or one that needs a bit of a reboot. So those are the words of Jason. Let's segue into what, what is the difference between masculine and feminine energy? We've alluded to that in a prior episode, but let's let's delve further. We all have masculine, we all have masculine and feminine energy. And these are in the words of Sylvia Sallow. Okay? The masculine and feminine energy has nothing to do with gender, and both male and female can tap into both essences. Typically, one of these energies is dominant, hence a man and woman can be predominantly feminine or masculine. You may recall a friend who's male, but he, he, he's, he doesn't struggle to express his feelings. Or contrary to a female friend who has the, the get-up-and-go mindset, which is based on masculine energy. Okay. I'll share with you what the difference between feminine and masculine energy is. And for simplicity's sake, I'll use the term she to describe the feminine energy, energy and he to display the masculine energy. So what is feminine energy? Again, the feminine energy is flowing and dynamic. Her moves can't be predicted or always explained with the rational mind. She's unrestricted by the social norms because she doesn't follow any rules other than guidance coming from her heart. Hmm, sounds somewhat familiar. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm seeing a reflection. She's like a river with countless meanders, sometimes quiet quiet and patient, other times strong and rumbling. The core of feminine energy is a creation out of thin air. Unlike the masculine energy, the feminine energy doesn't need to apply 10 steps to manifest manifestation. She embodies the frequency of that which she wishes to experience, and then she attracts like a magnet. Nothing can resist her magnetizing nature, and thus it must be hers. And so feminine energy doesn't need to get out to the world to get it. It comes her way. She becomes magnetized. So contrary to the traditional opinions, the feminine energy is powerful. We've already established that in the earlier episode. The feminine strength comes from her soul and knowing who she is. The feminine energy doesn't fear to descend to her shadows. Far from it. She enjoys facing her inner demons because she recognizes that she meets her inner power in places where most are unwilling to travel. The feminine energy can see the possibilities that are invisible to the structured masculine energy. Thus, she can she can create opportunities that are in contradiction to logic and had been previously impossible. When a man or woman creates from their feminine energy, they tap into their intuition and receive guidance from their higher selves. So, One can best see how this creation works in the the case of great minds like Nikola Tesla or Steve Jobs. So when you operate from your pure feminine energy, it seems as if the laws don't apply to you. You can bend the rules, you can bend the rules and create paths that previously hadn't been thought possible. The feminine energy needs expression and creation. Without it, it dries out. The feminine energy also recognizes when it's time to destroy and let go of the old and to clear and slash and burn, making space. For that which is new. The feminine energy also knows when it's time to slow down and nurture new projects, ideas, or self. Thus, it lives in accordance with the natural rhythms of death and rebirth. The feminine energy doesn't suppress her emotions. She recognizes that the emotions and feelings are valuable messengers, and she listens to their lessons. She's not afraid to feel, and she feels a great deal. She dives deep into the depths of her soul and it reemerges stronger than before. The feminine energy also perceives time differently. She thinks of the circular motion rather than linear. Everything is interconnected and moves through her own cycles. For the feminine energy, it's not about how to get from point A to B. Rather, it's about how to get to any destination she wants to, even if it's not on the map, ladies and gentlemen. If she needs to, she creates a a wormhole to travel lighter and faster. Masculine energy, on the other hand, is stable, more predictable. Uh, its strengths are willpower, clarity, focus. The masculine energy likes to create structures and rules. It knows how to, to apply the logic correctly. Another way to look at the masculine energy is as knowledge, is as knowledge. Whereas the feminine is knowing. The, stat, the knowledge is static with precise dimensions and exact design. While knowing is forever changing, it's not a level of knowledge to be achieved because once you get there it opens new possibilities and thus inspires you to grow further. The pure masculine energy has the gift of clarity so it knows what needs to be done to achieve something. No confusion or lack of direction blinds the masculine because it can cut with his sword of knowledge through any unclarity. He is the master of planning and laying out the guidelines that are based on logic and experience. The masculine energy is protective thus he can smell danger from afar and assure that nothing, nothing threatens him or his beloveds. He fights for what he loves and finds a way to achieve his goals. Sense clarity and focus are one of the greatest gifts of masculine energy. He's brutally honest. He doesn't want to buy likeness, and he doesn't care what other things, what others think because he stands up for the, for the right things. Another jewel of masculinity, masculinity is righteousness. The masculine does the right thing even if it means more hardship for himself. And he doesn't raise one side over the other because he's righteous. Thus, the masculine energy is perfect for shaping his fate into destiny and following his life purpose. Sometimes, following the life purpose means that we need to make compromises and leave from places we love because we know that they no longer serve us. There we go. Let's see if we have a moment. I have a, we can go a bit further here. Uh, it's definitely something else I wanted to share with you all, ladies and gentlemen. Um there's some other thoughts that I wanted to allude to here. And this is Let's explore the words of, okay, the 13 qualities that make a woman irresistible to men. Okay. So this is the story of a lion. A lion's story is narrated here encompasses everything that men initially find most attractive in a woman. Align happens to be at the Polo Lounges at Beverly Hills Hotel on this Friday evening. He's just come out of a long and tedious meeting, and he's ready to spend a laid-back evening just listening to the wonderful live music and later get a bite to eat before going back to his bachelor pad. Align is single, and in his late 30s, he has been busy growing his law practice for the past few years. Some evenings, such as this one, he wishes he had someone significant to share this with. His friends are all married now, and he's beginning to feel somewhat lonely. Okay? So on this particular evening, he's seated at the bar, savoring his glass of Cabernet sauvignon, sipping slowly, deeply immersed in his thoughts. Just then, he looks up and sees a very attractive woman walk in and order a drink at the bar. He sees her profile. Her silky brown hair is tucked behind one ear, and she's wearing a soft, lilac-colored dress. She turns to look at the crowd, and Elian sees her hazel-colored eyes and her bright, warm smile. Their eyes lock. She's pretty and carries herself confidently. Alan doesn't look away and neither does she. This lasts for a nice long moment. He considers walking over to the end of the bar where she's standing, now with a girlfriend. Um, He wonders if she's single. He hopes she will not think he's one of those men who inevitably hangs out at bars chasing women, so he hesitates, feeling quite shy now. He wonders, what exactly am I looking for in a woman? It's been far too long since he dated anyone, let alone met anyone, when he felt as if the first meeting could turn into a first date, as his past encounters had been uh, disappointing. So he, here, here's what he came up with. The first is confidence. So she doesn't have to have a big ego, mind you, but she feels secure in who she is. She knows that she's genuinely interested and finds out what is also awesome about the man she's just met. Visual being that he is, Lilith escapes his mood and appreciates how she carries herself. Confidence and a woman is very attractive and actually very sexy. Two is physical magnetism. Uh, what makes a woman irresistible and it initially attracts a man is body language. Three, a tasteful sense of humor. A woman who smiles shows that she's generally a happy person. She's not shallow and, and does not laugh too often or too long. Okay? Three is full on presence. Focus on what a man is saying instead of fidgeting with her napkin, her hair, shuffling through all of these other thoughts such as, I wonder what he does or how do I look? Will he be the guy I marry? Number five is passion. She is passionate about her beliefs, her beliefs, herself, what's important to her in the world. Intelligence is another. Independence. Men admire a woman who has a fulfilling life, who has a lot of friends, has activities that she's involved with. Number eight is appreciation. An attitude of gratitude. And any woman who shows her appreciation for all that her partner does wins her heart. Nine is value. Men like to know that, what they're, that they're providing something of great value. Ten is loyalty. Self-explanatory. Eleven is calm demeanor. And twelve, no how to receive. She loves to feel cherished and pampered. To have the man open the car door for her to be chivalrous. And thirteen, trusts in her own opinion. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you've extracted the, a plethora of noteworthy information. By all means, please can exercise it in your daily lives. I'd like to applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for all of your unwavering support. And the years, as always, and moreover, I extend my utmost gratitude to all of you listeners spanning the globe. This radio show still rests upon your broad shoulders, so I humbly implore your continued listenership. Until the next episode... This is Normia Vasquez Scales signing off.